Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Mists. With special guest Brian DeLisi. My people have been slaughtered by the cyclos. I will fill knowledge into your head. Why have you come? It's both that fish guy in this movie and also me watching this movie. (laughs) Why have you come? Why have we agreed to this? Oh, boy. Uh, That's right, folks. This week we're covering um, everyone's favorite DreamWorks animation film, Simbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. not DreamWorks. Uh, That's what we thought. Wait, we're not covering Simbad, Legend of the Seven Seas? Oh, wait. Oh, oh shit. I watched wait, the wrong... Wait. wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beyond the Seven Seas. Sorry, I did not know where you were going with that bit, so I might have shut you down No, that's there. the that's the DreamWorks Sinbad movie with Brad Pitt. With Brad it's Pitt, It's called yeah. Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, the movie that we all thought we were watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because, folks, you know, we're covering Sinbad, Beyond the Veil of Mist this week, and we all, when we just, like, casually saw this in our roster, thought... Well, it must be that cool Sinbad movie because they clearly didn't make two animated Sinbad movies in the early 2000s. No, of course not. Uh, so it's going to be that fun one with Brad Pitt that people like. Yeah, Brandon Fraser is probably like a side character. Yeah, or something. and so I sent everyone, you know, the list, and Brian's like, oh, I love that Sinbad movie as a kid. Gotta watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we're not talking about that movie today. <laughs> no, we're not. Brian, at what point did you realize it was not the movie? <laughs> Oh, it's it's almost immediate. <laughs> it's almost immediate. There's like a really pretty like intro sequence of the map, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Like, with, it's the whole the the map thing. And then and then it goes into a like a I don't know a, a GameCube game like loading sequence. <laughs> it looks like an unloaded GameCube game. <laughs> it's so rough. <laughs> it's so rough. This is not Sinbad: Legend of the Seven Seas. This is Sinbad. Veil beyond beyond the veil of beyond mist. the veil of mist, which is of course based on the Simbad legends. Uh, yeah, Simbad the sailor from One Thousand and One Nights. Um, yeah, I also didn't realize this wasn't that animated. Uh, Brad Pitt Sinbad fairly quickly on. Uh, er, before, mostly because Brad Pitt wasn't in it. <laughs> mostly because Brad Pitt <laughs> wasn't in it. And I, I thought, wait a minute, I don't remember like Brennan Fraser voicing Sinbad in that movie. Like I thought that was somebody else. And I thought, wait a minute, why does the title of this IMDB look very different? Oh, wait, what's this trailer? Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> uh, that's what I realized the movie we're watching is not that movie. Folks, b- before we dive in, I do want to say we're playing a new game here in Travolting today. Um, so I have a bottle of wine that doesn't fit in my fridge. It's already been opened. It has to be finished like today or else it will go bad because it has been opened and exposed to the elements. Uh, Brian and I have a glass. Stuart declined at first, but we do have an empty glass and a bottle with one glass full sitting on the table in front of him. 
We're going to see how far into discussing this movie we can make it. He is opening the bottle. <laughs> he is opening the bottle. All right. The glass has been poured. The answer, the answer to that question is immediately. <laughs> he is immediately pouring the glass. I can't let you die on that bit. bit. <laughs> I was waiting to see, and I was like, all right. And then we see the fish people, and I see Stuart reach for the bottle. <laughs> Just, no, just talking right about how this is not the Sinbad we thought it was has yeah. pushed him over the edge. Oh, oh it's no. not bad wine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's a Skyfall Washington State red wine blend for yeah. anyone who is remotely curious. Oh, it's nice. I, the bottle art looked cool, so I got it for a party, and no one drank it. And it's an unusually tall bottle, so yeah. just, just like I put it in the fridge, it just doesn't yeah. compute. Takes up too much space. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, the- I've already finished my glass. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! He actually has folks. I didn't even see him drink it. Yeah, I finished it. Okay, so we're this in a good movie has tormented my life. We're in a good place right now. Um, I'm gonna say I found this movie frightening. Oh my god! I was unsettled yes. by this movie. I still have nightmares. I, I mean, like in a genuine way, this tapped into something from my childhood, and I was unsettled by this movie. If you've seen the the 1993 TV movie Stephen King It, mm, yeah. this is worse. <laughs> this is worse than that. Th- this has tremendous return the slab energy. Yeah, from Courage and the Cowardly yeah. Dog. Yes, <laughs> like it, ta- like that. The reason that is so frightening to so many of us is like a formative memory as we're kids is like it's a CGI creation in this 2D animated world, and it, like the dissonance just really fucks with us. And this movie is just that for an hour and a half. Stuart brought it. Yeah. Oh, suffer, my kid. Even the Leonard Nemo character kind of looks like this mummy. He he does. But like, there is something strange about this animation that really tapped into like a childhood fear. Oh, it's so uncanny. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it like I was. I don't want to say I was like sitting there like ah for the whole movie, but I was just like kind of unnerved and unsettled. It it, it is not easy to watch. Yes. They, they don't blink enough. They yeah. don't there's there's so much uncanniness going on. Like this had like creepy pasta vibe. Like I was afraid <laughs> yeah. like the characters were gonna look into the screen and be like, Come with us, Jeffrey, and I'd be sucked into the two D like the animated <laughs> world forever. And you turn into a three D like monster yeah. monster version of it. It's some weird combination. We'll talk about it more when the plot, but I, I did find this frightening. Yeah. No, this this um, was a, like a very tough to watch for both yes. more than one reason. So we'll, let's let's dive into some context. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we'll talk first about Fraser's career. This comes out immediately after Dudley Do Right and The Mummy, before Bedazzled and Monkey Bone. I have to say, because this is important, this movie is filmed quote unquote three years prior to coming out. Like the actors mm. do the work before that. Which, which means this movie is made for, in 1997. Which makes sense in Fraser's yes, career. Which is before George of the Jungle. Yeah. So this movie is essentially made before Fraser pops off. Yeah. That makes a lot more like sense. Like his work in it is done before he's like a big star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was a little confused like, okay, like I know he's not Brad Pitt level, but like right. why is he in this one? Right. Like... No disrespect to those guys, but Leonard Nimoy, Mark Hamill, John Rhys Davis—they make sense being in this. Yeah, they kind of—they're guys who like will do movies, but they do like they'll do cheap animation just for like voiceover stuff as the paycheck, and yeah. they're good. 
but they'll do that. Like Mark yeah. Hamill's in a lot of Nickelodeon shows yeah. and whatnot. Um, and I was like, okay, but Fraser's a little confusing here. And then I was like, okay, so this is, he does his work for this before George of the Jungle comes out. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to his career, this movie definitely is not going to have any impact on his career. Um, <laughs> because we'll talk about like two people saw this movie. Um, us three. <laughs> yes, us three. But it is just worth acknowledging like where this fits into the career, which mm-hmm. is for him, it's before all this big stuff. You know, for yeah. the audience at home, it's like, oh, yeah, a movie of Brendan Fraser off the mummy. That's great. It's another adventure movie. I'll go see that. It's probably um, the only reason why they released it. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Because it's like, we're not going to release this piece of garbage. And then the mummy comes out and like, oh, wait a second. Wait, Brendan Fraser's a yeah, name wait now. Wait a it second. Has the, um, do you guys remember Red Dawn? Yeah. There's like the 80s Red Dawn. Yeah. Do you remember the 2011 Red Dawn? Yeah. Or whenever you're... Josh Peck. Two, 2013. So I think this... I th- I promise this has a point that I'm bringing up Red Dawn. Um, The 2012 Red Dawn is a movie that's filmed in, I think... 2008. Okay, wow. it's, it's filmed in 2009. Wow. Um, and, it, and here is the cast of this movie. Chris Hemsworth, Josh Hutcherson, Josh Peck, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, and the movie is deemed unreleasable. <laughs> in part because it has China as the, the villains and the U.S. was trying mm. to like become friendly with China more so at the time. Yeah. Um, as like the height of like Obama's like Pacific attempts, mm-hmm. um, and so the movie just kind of gets cat like put on the back burner. They're like, we know if we ever will release this. Is that the only reason it's unreleasable? Because if it's China, well, it's also attack? just bad. Oh, okay. They're like, it's bad. Yeah. Um, the thing that's funny is when this movie is made, Josh Peck is the biggest star. Who they get? Mm-hmm. Josh Peck is like, the, we're making a Red Dawn movie with Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. From Drake and Josh, guys. Yeah. He's like the big get. And then Chris Hemsworth has Star Trek come out like right after they start filming. Mm-hmm. But he's only in the opening mm-hmm. scene of that. The movie is put on the back burner. They throw it in the catalog. They're like, maybe we'll do something with it down the line. A few years away. 2012 happens. Thor comes out. The Avengers becomes the biggest movie of all time with Chris Hemsworth. Hunger Games is the out. The Hunger Games comes out with Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The studio decides we need to get Red Dawn out ASAP. Yeah, we have this movie with Chris Hemsworth, Josh, and we need to get this out. Josh Peck like kind of drops to third billing at this point, yeah, um, as opposed to being first. They hastily re-edit the movie and CGI over every Chinese flag with the North Korean flag. Oh no! <laughs> wow! And hastily, any reference to China is ADR'd with North Korea. Wow! And it's um, funny how the they... marketing of this really is like Chris Hemsworth front and center because yeah, he had just been in the Avengers. Yeah. And so this movie is like quickly rushed out so they can get in on the, the the jump of that. Yeah. I think that's important context to kind of litigate as we talk about why some battle was released in the year 2000. That makes that makes a lot of sense yeah. because I was for a lot of this movie being like, why, why, why would they put this out? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why, why would Fraser do this? They sunk too much money into it and Fraser had just, and they're like, oh my God, we have a guy who just like became the biggest movie star as the lead of this movie. We have to get it out there. Imagine a scene of this where it has all of these presumably once Chinese flags that they just put like the red star. Yeah. 
Like, that's work. This is also the weird time in history where everyone's like, what if we just made North Korea the bad guys? The bad guy. mm-hmm. And not that, like, they're a good country by any means, necessarily. But uh, does anyone remember Homefront? <laughs> Homefront? No. What they was... put out this game called Homefront in, like, 2012, around when Red Dawn comes out. And, yeah. like, they were hyping up as, like, the next Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, I do remember I remember, because I got the Game Informer physical magazine mm-hmm. at the time. And, like, the cover was Homefront. It's the new franchise. The game came out like no one liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I remember I remember that specific period in history. Like, Homefront, Red Dawn, yeah, North Korea, fuck them. Um, and then in 2000, they were like, ah, the fish people, fuck <laughs> Oh, no. Um, but Fraser, I think you can tell how much they're riding this movie on making money based on Fraser by the fact that his name is in the opening credits twice. <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> because um, the movie starts, I'll go back to a little more context about how this movie got made. Uh-huh. But this movie starts and it's like, this company presents... Brendan Fraser in massive text. Mm-hmm. Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Mist. And then it goes to the small text. Sorry, Brent, Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. We know why you came. <laughs> I'm like, we know why you're fellas, here. Anyone who's seen this movie has already given you money. They already know that Fraser's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to do this. Right. Um, you put his name twice on the poster if you need to really get at this. Um, okay, so to talk about the the creation of this movie. Um, like I said, this movie was quote unquote filmed in 1997. It's a um, an Indian company known as Pentafor Software. It kind of gets in on the CGI rush immediately after Toy Story comes out. Yeah, because Toy Story comes out in '95. It's the first fully CG animated movie, and immediately everyone's like, "We need to get in on this." Mm. And to be fair, like Toy Story, yeah, revolutionary, yeah. But if you watch it, though... Here's the thing. Yeah. Toy Story holds up until you see Andy. Until you see people. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. The toys look great in that movie still. Because they're toys. They're plastic. Yeah. That's why they pick to- toys yeah. for that movie. It's easy. Um, Sid looks good because he's supposed to be scary. So the fact that he's unsettling looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy looks rough. Yeah. Andy is frightening. <laughs> I will confess Andy, Andy is, is very frightening. And the dog's super uncanny. And the dog. He's like polygonal. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot in the first Toy yeah. Story that we forget is kind of jank. Yeah. Right. But Toy Story comes out, makes a lot of money, and it starts this essentially an arms race for who can have a, comp- a competing CG animation studio. Mm-hmm. Disney has a deal with Pixar. They don't own them at the time. So they're even in this deal with their own company. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, we have Pixar for four more movies. We're going to start funding our own CG animation studio. So Disney starts trying to make theirs. DreamWorks, right around the time Toy Story comes out, DreamWorks splits off with Jeffrey Katzenberg, and he forms DreamWorks SKG. Mm-hmm. It's always forgotten that SKG is at the end of DreamWorks. Spielberg, Katzenberg, and I forget who the fuck the G is. Gold. It's like, it's, it's like it's some it's gold fucking, something. It's like some financier. Um, because the three of them form the company. And Spielberg is like, all right, I'm now the head of a studio. I'm going to make all my live action movies through them. And Jeffrey... then the first film we get, Ants! <laughs> well, that's for the animation. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg does uh, Amistad. That's his big uh, his big launch for DreamWorks, is he makes Amistad. Is that um, DreamWorks? Every Spielberg movie from like 97 through every Spielberg. Uh, Crystal Skull is DreamWorks, hmm. I think. Oh, so we're counting live action because there's yeah. DreamWorks Animation and there's DreamWorks SKG. Yeah. At this point, no. At this point, they're the same company. 
Okay. The K covers the animation. Right. Um, yes. Correct. Gotcha. Um, it doesn't necessarily pertain to this movie, but it's fun context nonetheless. Uh, DreamWorks just launches at the time. Spielberg, who's one of the founders of the company, is like, I'm going to make all my movies through DreamWorks. Katzenberg's like, I'm going to get the best animators from who are disillusioned with working at Disney and steal them over. And we'll get them working on our CG animation studio. And then he's like, we'll also have a 2D, which is how the other Simbad gets made. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these companies are, it's a big arms race who can do the first like successful CG animation studio. Pentafor Software comes in. And does it. <clears throat> it does not succeed. Becomes the best animation studio around. We make Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Mist, and it's an Oscar winning. They're a. Um, <laughs> they're, <laughs> essentially, they're a. GameCube software company? Well, no, they're an. PlayStation? They're an Indian company. And something that we have to talk about in the creation of this movie is that Indian labor laws are not as strong as U.S. labor laws are. And U.S. labor laws aren't necessarily the strongest things in the world. Mm hmm. Um, so that's why a lot of companies do outsource animation to India because you can get it for dirt cheap um, and in poor conditions for the animators. But this company's like, we can make an animated movie for cheaper than anyone else, and we can do we can revolutionize a brand new technology, motion capture. Because <laughs> folks, this is the first feature length film made using entirely using motion capture. Simbad Beyond the Veil of Mists walked. So Avatar The Way of Water could run. We have to say it. We have to say it. (laughs) We simply have to say it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's taking a drink of my wine. You do not finish my glass. Give me that shit. This is going to be a good episode, I can tell. <laughs> um, but Pen- Penta 4 Software, as they're known at the time, they have now rebranded to Penta Media Graphics. Oh, I loved that they were called Software as a studio. <laughs> it's very That's good. amazing. It's very good. Um, so this is their launch movie. Ooh. This is their first one. And they're like, we're going to get big talent for this. We're going to get Fraser. We're going to get John Rise davies He's known for playing Sala in Indiana Jones. He'll be great as the king in our Middle Eastern fantasy. They get Leonard Nimoy and Mark Hamill to be in it. What and can go wrong? They hire a live-action director, Alan Jacobs, um, who hasn't really directed anything any of us have heard of, but he is like a live-action director. Prior to this, he directed a movie called Nina Takes a Lover, a movie that we've all seen clearly. Oh, yeah. Have great affection for Great film. <laughs> The script for this movie is written by one of the software engineers. <laughs> oh. Jeff Wolverton. Absolutely it is. Yes. Because this, this company has a small, like, American base who kind of runs the the top line of it, and then all the animators are in India mm-hmm. through Pentafor. Um, they're making this movie in addition to making a movie called Pandavas, The Five Warriors, which is an Indian, like, Hindu mythology animation movie made using the same technology as this one. Um, I shan't be watching it. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I simply don't have time. Their their Wikipedia clearly reads like someone who founded the company wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they say um, 
Five of their movies were shortlisted for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but weren't able to get a nomination. I'm like, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> um, so they come about in this, and they get their big talent for this movie. The script's are written by one of the software engineers. They get a live-action director to handle the live-action aspects <clears throat> of this movie. I imagine he probably fucks off halfway through, halfway oh, through making yeah. the movie. Um, and then a CGI um, SFX guy goes on to actually do the directing of this movie. Huh. Um, Evan Ricks, who um, is known for doing SFX for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> nice. So he's got a good repertoire. Yeah. yeah. He does CGI, and then he made this movie. And that's uh, that's really all the context that we have. Man, can you imagine being that guy and like getting the motion capture data that's like three years old? Yeah. And like, hey, make this into a movie. Yeah, please, let's do it. Please, please. <laughs> this movie has Pretty a substantial that. budget. Oh. This movie is made for thirty million dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> because. Like I said, it's an arms race. <laughs> That's actual. And studios are throwing money wherever they can to try and get in on, to try and find the next Pixar. Hold on. A that's second. that. I mean, that's that is actually mind blowing. Because yes. this movie looks like like one of those PlayStation you know, One games. Yeah, yeah. Where you like make a little, you know, people would do like the little videos like yeah. in Halo, like the yeah. Machinima yeah. animations. That's what it looks like. Red versus blue. It looks exactly like red yeah. versus. It blue. actually looks worse than red versus blue. <laughs> I would frankly say that. Listen, I I'm looking at games that came out in the early '90s. PlayStation One games. Uh, Resident Evil 2, 1998. How much did that movie? Co- how much did that video game cost to yeah. make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to make t- to uh, cost to make a PlayStation One video game because that's what this Resident movie- Evil 2. Yeah, no, that that should be comparable, right? I'm trying like, to find the budget for Resident Evil 2. I found uh, one million, but that's just for the remake. Creation budget because you get the voice actors budget cost. Uh, across twelve the months, the game took with... more than one million to create. Yeah, more than one million is a very vague number because that could be anything from one point one to like two hundred billion. I I assume. Yeah, that it's less than it, thirty. It million. says yeah. Nintendo's the Nintendo sixty four version of Resident Evil two, released for the console. Blah 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 blah, was ported by blah 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 blah. This version offers features. Oh, wait, wait wait wait, I'm going across. The PlayStation version with two CD-ROMs of up to 700 megabytes per disc faithfully replicated the 64 uh, megabyte Nintendo 64 game pack version. And in this process, they had to, like, compress the effects aggressively using certain techniques, Mm -hmm. but ended up across the 12 months creation with a budget of $1 million. Yeah, I I could see this movie being made for $1 million. Yeah. Like, that makes that, sense. That is a that is a respectable budget. Thirty million dollars. That's that's a Doctor Evil price right there. That's actually I- insane. Jeff, I'm gonna finish your one. No. 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 <laughs> Jeff finished his wine. I finished my Brian, wine. you're the last one standing. Stay away from my wine, Stuart. <laughs> Stay away from my wine, he says. Um, so this movie made for $30 million, which is more than... Um, I'm trying to find like an action movie that costs less than $30 million. Let's look it up. 
I'm trying to find movies that look great that cost less than $30 million. Action movies. This movie costs le- more than John Wick. No fucking yeah, way. Yep. That's, no a, that's a good example. No fucking way. It costs less than John Wick 2. Count- <laughs> it costs more than John Wick 1. Count Counting for inflation and shit? Like... If we don't count for infl- we're not counting for inflation on this show. That's that's a lot of math for Jeff to yeah. do in the moment. I'm simply not gonna. But like thirty for million means right it's probably actually costed like sixty five million. Yeah, inflation isn't that crazy. Let's see. Let's. Inflation's let's crazy, but it's not thirty like... million dollars from the nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, do that. Uh, thirty. Uh, that's about fifty five million today 55 million dollars 55 million dollars today that's that that's insane i i that and folks we can't stress enough how horrible this movie looks i've said this to both brian and jeff but like if anyone's played like the early playstation 2 games of like jack and daxter Sly Cooper, sure Ratchet and really Clank. Really honing in on the Jack and Daxter of this all. Because I love Jack and Daxter. Well, there's it's a bunch favorite. of other games from it's that my time. Favorite. Stuart, every time is like it's Jack my, and Daxter. It's my favorite video game, Jeff. You can fuck off about it. Favorite video uh, game is Jack and Daxter? It's an amazing game. It's got, it tells a great story. When's the last time you played it? Um, I own it on PlayStation 2. I oh, still yeah. have a PlayStation 2. I have one right here, too. Yeah. But like, if you know those like intro video game graphics where it introduces the world, you're not playing yet. This is just like the intro yeah. video sequence that introduces like the game. Imagine if that was an 80-minute long movie. Yeah. That's Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Mist. Yeah, I, I kept uh, I kept writing in my notes that it looked like a uh, Prince of Persia cutscene. Yes. You know, where they're That's just actually like, a perfect right? example. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's... <sighs> I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so distraught. Do we want to dive into the plot? I've, I've done all the context I can. I would love to. The quote-unquote plot <laughs> yeah so we start with um the princess serena who's voiced by jennifer hale um who is best known for yeah she's a voice actress she's best known for playing commander shepherd in the mass effect games if you choose the female shepherd mm-hmm. uh she's also been in the uh knights of the old republic games as bastila shan and she, she's done a lot of stuff Video games. Yes. She has a lot of video games. She has a lot of animation. Sensing a trend, yeah. 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 And so she's just like running along the castle. This castle that's on an isolated island of water. Yes. Immediately I'm like, this is unsettling because it's mocap movement, but with like really low res models. It's so So the movement's weirdly lifelike. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's just like running along. She's like, this is great. I love this. And she runs down to the beach. And there's voiceover. Yes. Of the king. Yeah. Voiced by... John Rice davies John Rice davies Who like, has, at this time, just been in Lord of the Rings. Actually, no, he hasn't been in Lord of the Rings yet, but he's about to be in Lord of the Rings. He, uh... And the voiceover's like, oh, the princess. What a free spirit. Although she... She's like, isn't my daughter sexy? <laughs> Wait a second, buddy. Wait a She's second. She's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very weird. It's a very classic, like, fairy tale voiceover. Let me tell you the story of the princess and Sinbad. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's like, let me tell you the story of the princess and Sinbad. And she's dancing along. She comes across this, like, fucking grotesque-ass mummy on the beach. Yeah. Super dead looking. Yeah. 
And really the nice. guy like gets up and it's voiced by Leonard Nimoy. He's playing what does he say his name is? Baraka? Baraka. Baraka. He's, He's like, like ah, Baraka it's my me. back. Hey. He's like, ah, oh, it's me. I'm a good guy. And she's like, okay. He's like, oh, I have potions. I'll share them. Potion master. And he's like, if you drink this, it's eternal life. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she like is like, come with me. Let me introduce you to my father, the king of the realm. Wait, you're you're skipping my favorite line of the entire yes. movie. They're walking up. She's like guiding this, you know, decrepit yeah. wizard to the to the castle. And she goes, hmm, do you like seafood? And he goes, I am seafood. <laughs> <laughs> it's so odd. And they just like <laughs> stare at each other for a couple seconds afterward. And then they they just keep just going. keep going. I oh. I am seafood. I am seafood. <laughs> I go, okay. All right, buddy. Master. I buy you. It was great. Oh, my God. Um, And so they go in to the castle, and the king's like, oh, my daughter, how are you? And she's like, meet my new friend, Baraka. He has potions. Oh, yes, I have potions. One gives you good vision. One gives you good memory. And one gives you long life. Which one would you like? Oh, gee, I, I really have to think about this. How about the long life one, pal? Yeah. And so he gives him the potion. He drinks it. And the king it. just fucking drinks it. He's just like, yeah, sure. Where's the I taste tester in this realm? There's nowhere to be found. Well, <laughs> the so, entire castle is uh, the king and three guards. So yeah. It's seemingly empty. <laughs> There's nobody else there. And, like, the... um. The king should have had like some shrimply like gar come over and drink it. And he's like, no, <laughs> he's got the bodies get switched. But the king drinks it. Yeah, and then Baraka like there's like a whole storm effect thing, and lightning shakes, shoots out, and they all get highlighted in smoke. Simply the greatest effect ever, where they clearly like had a guy with a mouse, and he drags the uh, the super like the the rotoscope form of the king, and they're like, Whoop, and just swap them over each other. I called it a zappy high five in my notes. Yeah, it's like, it is a zappy high five, mm-hmm. and they get freaky Friday'd. Yes. So now Baraka is in the body of the king, and the king with, is in the body of Bar- the disgusting ass body of Baraka. And the I king found, now has Leonard Nimoy's voice. Yeah, I found Baraka unsettling. He frightened me. He was the core of all my unsettling fears during this movie. Well, because he looks just like the guy. He looks like the Return of the Slab guy. Yeah. Like I, every time I looked at them, like I don't want to be looking at this right now. This, uh, this awakens something from my childhood. I spent the entire time thinking about video games that scared the entire movie. Thinking about video games that scared me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Remember that time me and my cousin were playing Star Wars: The Clone Wars, like the game where you were driving the tank the whole time, and then we pretended there was a ghost like in the other half of the map <laughs> like that's where my brain was going during this movie it brought back all those childhood fears yeah um, it's a freaky looking movie it's freaky um, and Barack is like in the king's body is like take that king to the dungeon and subdue my daughter and she's like no he's in the small bodies <laughs> <laughs> yeah she thinks he, they swap bodies right away oh yeah, yeah she, she figures, figures it out, out immediately yeah and so she runs out the window that rotates. Yes, the rotating yes. window. Yes. And she's sneaking around the palace yeah. while the guards who are like, as they're running. They do actually do that. Like, they do like a little like video game enemy grunt. It's, yeah. it's super Prince of Persia. She's yeah, like right. scooching around the little edge yeah. of the, the castle. Yeah. 
around this time we get a visual that I was really put off by because she skirts by this like uh, potentially a metal pipe and it has screws like into it and I was like did they just reuse a texture from something else oh I'm sure they did it's like literally like a, a like a cylinder metal pipe yeah and like all the things have like equidiscant screws in the side of it I was like, they just reused the texture from like Prince of, from like fucking GTA Two or something. Wow, insane. <laughs> uh, and so she's running through like the town market. Yeah, she she, she does the oh Aladdin one jump ahead of the lawman scene. Yeah, with no music <laughs> and no music. she gets to a tavern. Yes, and inside the tavern is Jack Calico Jack. Calico Jack. Calico Jack's the bartender. Yes, he is voiced by Jim Cummings. Voiced by Jim Cummings. He sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Because he is he is the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah. But the character sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Right. Because he's kind of just doing the same voice. He's like, Oh yes, I am the barkeep here. You're going to want a Sinbad. Well, so the thing the thing with Calico Jack is Calico Jack has zero facial animation. Like most <laughs> most zero. of the characters in this movie, like their mouths will at least move when they're talking, and sometimes they blink. Yeah. Calico Jack, nothing. You can be at a close-up of him, and he's, like, delivering some lines. No animation at all. His mouth stays perfectly closed. Yeah. And they try to cover with, like, he's wearing... Is he wearing, like, a turban or something? Or like, yeah, yeah, he is. He's got, like, a turban over his eyes, and he's got a big beard, so his mouth's kind of covered. Like, that's what they try to do. Oh, it, it's so strange. It's very weird. And then she finds Sinbad, voiced by Brendan Fraser... Mm. Who comes I'm lo- out? I'm looking at Brian's wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, because she comes in, she comes into the uh, the the bar, and she's yeah. like, "I need, I need Sinbad. I need, yeah, I, need I need help." And everyone in the bar goes, "I am Sinbad." Yeah. No, I am Sinbad. The whole fucking I am Spartacus thing. It was, and it was very funny. And like, I guys would come up and be like, "I am Sinbad." <laughs> Oh, there's also, there's no extras in this bar. Yes. Every model in the bar is also the crew of the <laughs> ship later. Oh I just thought that God. was really funny. The only, apparently the only people who come to Callahoo Jack's bar are Sinbad and his crew. Are Sinbad and the crew. Yeah. And uh, so Brendan Fraser eventually comes out and he's doing, he's, he's Sinbad. Yeah. He's Sinbad. He's Sinbad. I mean, what do we, what else can we say about uh, Sinbad? Sinbad. <laughs> what else can we say about <sighs> Sinbad? I <laughs> uh, comes out and he's like, "Hey, my fair lady, I don't do quests for hire. I'm a free spirit." And I'm like, "Brendan, buddy, I love you. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what he's doing. So no, I don't know what he's doing. It sound he's doing like the the Blade Runner Harrison Ford narration where he wanted it to intentionally be bad mm-hmm. so they wouldn't use it, and then they used it." Brendan just walks in. He's like, I am Sinbad. I'm an adventurer. Do you want to come with me? You're beautiful. Do you think they told him it was a video game? Maybe. I think it could have been a video game. And that's why he's doing it like that. Yeah. He's like, ah, yes, I am Sinbad. Do you want to come on my adventure with me? Great. Thank you. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's It's so bad. It's what it is. Um, But, and then... So the Sin- Sinbad and the princess, they take off on the boat. 
Well, first she says no, and then she's like, I'll pay you a lot of money. You're waiting gold. And we're going beyond the Veil of Mists. That's a mythical story. Yeah. No one's ever done that. It's not real. That's not real. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he agrees to take her on and do her quest. Yeah. Um, we come back into the barn. The guards come in looking for her. Why does she have to go to the Veil of Mist? Oh, because she, she saw a book, the wizard's book. She got a hold of the wizard's book, and it said how the potions were made. And she ripped and a page out. potions were made beyond the Veil of Mist. Yes. Okay. And she's trying to fix the, the whole switcheroo. Yes. Because meanwhile, the fake king is going to kill the real king. Yes. It's a whole thing. He's, yeah. he's, putting, he's putting the plans in place to execute the real king. Yeah. The guards come in and arrest Calico Jack for some reason. He's like, where is she? And he's like, she wasn't here. And they're like, you're lying. And throw her in jail. Throw him in jail with the With fake, the real king. With the real king who's in the body of Baraka. Yes. Because Baraka, who's in the body of the real king, has this like mystical map that allows him to see where the princess is at all yes, times. Yes, he found a lock of her hair. He has the NSA at his side um, so he can spy he on her. He found the lock of her hair and he put it in the um, the Palantir. Or whatever. Nice. What's the, what's the yes. thing from Harry Potter? The like the the pool. I, little... It's the Palend. Palantir is from Lord of the Rings. It's like the stone. Because he he looks into like a little thing of water and he is able to see where she's at. It's the thing Jafar uses to find the, yeah. the diamond yeah. in the rough. He's yeah. got a he's got a both, mythical orb. Yeah, both both stories are from the same book, so I'm sure that the idea of a little puddle of water and you put hair in it. Uh, whatever. So the, the false king is like planning to execute the real king and secures hold in the kingdom. Whatever kingdom this is. Never established. Yeah, it's really not. Meanwhile, Simbad um, starts sailing and he offers Serena some clothes from under the deck. And mm -hmm. she um, she's like, I would have liked clean clothes. And he's like, there's a bucket over there. And she's dressed um, in a turban and like a crop top mm -hmm. and some baggy pants. I'm like, cool. She looks like Jasmine. Pirate skin. Clearly, she's meant to look like Jasmine from Aladdin. Yep. Um, and so they start sailing, and the music starts swelling at this point. And he's like, go check out down there. You can help the crew. And like, I was like, oh, my God. Is a song about to happen? I was watching this with Becca, and I was just like, oh, my God. This cannot turn into a musical right now, or I will scream. <laughs> and thank God for us, it didn't turn into a musical. <laughs> But like the music starts like dun 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 dun, and I'm like no, <laughs> and then they just like they just have a whole sequence where she's like trying to learn how to like pull. The yeah, fucking... it's it's a whole montage of yeah. her like screwing up and hurting yeah. the crew, and crew's like being flung off the ship. Yeah, she and... she throws one man overboard, zooms another one up yeah. into the up into the ropes, and he goes. And, we just and they're never all see like, oh, "Princess, perhaps you could help over there." And then she waddles over there and destroys something else. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, it's great. It's so good. Also, I something I I noted. Um, all of the ropes on the ship are super wiggly and weird. Like if yeah. you see them, none of them are standing straight. They're like wiggling like their tentacles. Yeah. There's this, so weird. Around this point, someone gets like cut on the arm, mm -hmm. and if you watch their their like wound, it's rotoscoped frame by frame. So the guy like moves and the fucking thing will like stay in the midair for a second and then reattach to his arm. So it was not good. added on the texture. They just like frame by frame had to like attach it to put it over his arm. I mean, this movie was like, you know, on a short list for the uh, yeah, Academy yeah. Awards. So. 
clearly everyone's favorite Simbad Beyond the Veil of Mist. Um, they make it to the Veil of Mist shockingly quickly. They do. There's a Kraken, and there's also yeah, right a before, Bat Monster yeah, fight. Right before they reach it, Baraka like uses his magic and summon. He's like in there, and he's like ah, and like a little octopus appears in the room with him and like crawls into the vision. Well, like what he does is he like he like whips the crew to like start turning this wheel. Yeah. He says, "Let no man look up at the sky with hope." And Davy Jones till they there. see the Kraken. <laughs> no! That essentially does kind of happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, the Kraken's great. The Kraken is like, my favorite. This he, whole fight was my favorite part of the He, like, movie. scoops an octopus into his, like, little orb. And mm-hmm. the octopus, like, turns into a Kraken and yeah. attacks the ship. Meanwhile, there's a bat creature. That's oh, the swoop- lightning bat. Yeah. The lightning bat that swoops mm-hmm. down from a lightning storm and starts attacking the ship. And it's like... <laughs> it looks like... It looks like an animation from my fucking Jimmy Neutron Attack of the Twonkies video game. It's so scary. Okay, so the Kraken's arms are like the most disgusting, wiggly, like, spike. They're, like, really, really gross looking. There's so much more detail on these Kraken arms than anything else. There's, like, little sores on them and stuff. It's It's really spooky. I don't like it one fucking bit. (laughs) (laughs) The Kraken's, like, it's, like, scooping the crew up, and they're like, ah! Oh, yeah. Uh, Yashin, one of the crew, dies in this fight. <laughs> he does. And it's just never brought up again. Nobody he gets cares. like scooped out and his buddy goes, Yashin, no. <laughs> and then another like tentacle comes up and he, he smashes the tentacle. He's like, it's for Yashin. <laughs> yes. And about- then they never talk about Yashin ever again. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I guess fucking dead. <laughs> He's just gone. We got to talk about Mook really quick. They oh, have a really, Mook. they have like a, um, a little person crew member yeah. named Mook. Mm-hmm. He's the cook. He's the best. Um, and he like she complains a bunch about his cooking, and he just fucking throws it overboard. <laughs> yeah, he, he chucks his like the whole plate <laughs> off the ship. And like, there's limited stores here, buddy. <laughs> um, and he like, grabs his butcher knife. He's like, ah! And he starts attacking this one tentacle. And that's another machine. one. That's another one where you can clearly see the blood is rotoscoped. It's like kind of struggling to like move. It's so good. And he's like, ah! He's just going at the tentacle. And then someone's like, Princess, steer the ship. I got it. And he jumps with his sword and starts attacking the tentacle. He does a really cool, like, tactical roll. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a crossbow appears in his hands. Yeah. Mm. He just switched the inventory in yeah. his backpack. That's, it literally is what it looked like. Well, his tactical roll has the energy of in a video game animation. Yeah. Where, like, he's mocap and then he just has an animation and then he's back to mocap. Mm-hmm. The tactical roll is the best looking animation yes. in the movie. It's um, anytime there's like a fight scene, I'm like, oh, the mocap kind of works for this because it doesn't like, <laughs> like the the mo like, like the mocap at least looks like they're doing something. <laughs> like it doesn't look good, but at least it's doing something. Um, I oh my god, there's I just looked at my notes and I remembered something that happens later in the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they do they do defeat both creatures because the bat absorbs lightning Mm -hmm. and so Sinbad shoots it with a metal harpoon Mm -hmm. and then a metallic chain he attaches to the tentacle tentacle Mm -hmm. and then when the creature gets struck by lightning it goes through the chain to the kraken and so the kraken retreats underwater and pulls the bat creature underwater with it Jeff I totally forgot something yeah we haven't ranked the hair oh no cue the hair ranking music (laughs) 
Welcome to Stuart. You seem distressed. There, I I need more wine. I am unfortunately out. Do you, I see you have tequila bottles? Stuart, want a shot of tequila for this hair ranking? Well, maybe. Stuart, here I'm bringing up a picture of the hair so you can see. No, it. I don't need to see it. You put it at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see it. I don't need to see the list. I don't, e- like. I don't even need to see it. That's what he looks like. You put it at the bottom <laughs> right now. What is that? Black. <laughs> this shit don't look right. I am about to penetrate your mind. You will attempt to resist. That's the vibe I get from Baraka. <laughs> you want me to just put this dead at the bottom? Dead at the bottom. Zero out of zero out of zero out of zero. Just the worst fucking pile of fecal <laughs> matter pasted on top He's of a heated. human scalp that I have seen in my goddamn miserable life. I never want to see it again. And if I do, I will kill myself. <laughs> Stuart, they only had three polygons to work with. <laughs> they only had a few options here. If I was designing my character on RuneScape, I would shit on that hair Oh my option. god, this looks like a fucking RuneScape. You're correct. Yeah. Here's what Sinbad looks like in the... Um, the other movie. Uh, see, that's fine. See, that's <laughs> the fun. other Sinbad is so good. Why did <laughs> Ryan guys? Why couldn't we just watch that movie and pretended it was I, this movie? I was so sad when this movie started, and it wasn't that. <laughs> oh. You're like, oh no, I picked the wrong Sinbad. I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> um. So they kill the Kraken and the Bat Monster. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do. They, they succeed. The they beat them both. And then and they get, then they to, get the to the Veil of Mists. And, it's, and they're like, oh. we don't know what could happen when we go through. Everyone batten down. And then you know what happens when they go through the Veil of Mists? Nothing. They, 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 they just go through. It's super easy. There's they, no like. They go down a waterfall. They don't right? get attacked by a creature. Nothing happens. The waterfall shortly thereafter. Oh, yeah. But the actual Veil of Mists is fine. Yeah, it's nothing. Easy nothing peasy. happens. It's very funny. Um, so they make it through the, the titular veil of mists and then they discover a large waterfall. Like, we have to stop the ship and they cannot succeed at stopping the ship because the current is too strong. They send all the crew out on a rowboat and they attach the rope from the rowboat to the ship. Yeah. Like, we'll they're use the to, little dinghy they're to, trying to do the, the tugboat. Oh my and God. Mook is out there like, I'm not a rower. I'm a cook. Yeah. Damn it, Jim, I'm a cook, not a rower. <laughs> and so they're desperately trying to escape. And then uh, this one guy, Mustafa. Mustafa, the big guy. Mustafa, the big guy, is like, I'll save you guys. And he's like, Simbad, Serena, get off the ship. And they're like, no, we won't leave you. And then he jumps off the ship. And he runs down these little rocks as the, the ship's about to go over the waterfall. He's like, <laughs> he's like pushing the ship up. And Simbad's like, oh, he's going to sacrifice himself. So our ship falls down the waterfall upright. <laughs> Perfectly upright. Yeah. And he's like, trying to lift us up over the rocks so we don't yeah. turn over as we yeah. go over. And she goes, no, but he'll be crushed. And she goes, I know. He knows that. <laughs> and then we never see him again. Yeah, Mustafa's supposedly crushed. When they fall off the waterfall, did you guys pick up it was stock footage? Oh, of the water? It's a mm-hmm. stock footage of a waterfall, and they just, like, superimpose this wooden glob going... <laughs> right it's so there. funny. It's, uh, Becca and I were wheezing with laughter when that happened. It's just like... 
I think I was falling asleep at this point but in the movie. It is good that Mustafa got his redemption arc because yeah. he was really creepy was in the bar the with yeah, with the princess. Only got in a fight with Sinbad too. Yeah, he was he was picking up the princess, like implying he was gonna go like do I things. Don't know, do things. And I was like, This is a bad guy. But you know, he re- he redeemed himself because he, mm, yeah. he got himself crushed. Yeah. If anyone says the movie does not have character <sighs> development, you can fuck right off. Mm-hmm. This movie is so bad. <laughs> um, I am I, ship, guys, I am struggling. <laughs> the ship crashes and cements are in a wash up on the shore. Um, and they're like, Mustafa's dead. And they're like, at least the rest of the crew's alive. Oh, they don't talk about Mustafa at all. Sinbad oh, looks yeah, back and is like, that ship was my home. Yeah, he's like, fuck <laughs> my guy who died saving my life. He's like, that ship was everything to me. At the top of the waterfall, Mook and all of them have escaped. We don't see them again until the very end. Yeah. Sinbad like cut them off and was like, they should go to safety. And they don't even notice. They just keep rowing away. Yeah. So. The end of this movie has tremendous Pirates of the Caribbean vibes where it's like, he's like, da 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 It's like Mook and all the little guys come over on the da 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 It's like a four-day sail away to the edge of the world. Yeah. They just rowed back. And, Mook, and, Mook, and Mook's like, where do you want to go? And he's like, Wherever the horizon takes, takes me. me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie. They Thank do you roll back from the <laughs> at shocking speed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, boys. <laughs> they just lift Mook up, and he's like, "No, guys, stop it!" And he starts off kicking the dead his weight. leg, and then he like they lower him into the they water, him and he's kicking legs. <laughs> 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 We are not lying. This actually yeah. happens. Yes. And so Sinbad and Serena, they swim. Or they walk? They walk. They walk. They're yeah. on like some shore. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, they fall into the water and they're among a bunch of fish. Well, because they, they see the uh, they see the, the, the shape yes. um, that's on the page. Yes. And they go yes. into... Oh. It's a, it's a like a uh, Last Jedi moment yeah. where they hold up the knife and it... Per- Perfectly Rise fits. of Skywalker. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> do not besmirch. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker is the one where. Okay, I want to talk about that real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to think about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. talk about. Let's talk about. So. <laughs> okay. No. So no! Ray yeah, walks up and she's like, she's like, um, she holds the knife out to the horizon and oh. it perfectly points to the Emperor's throne room. Yes, yes, the ancient Sith knife. Yes. Yeah. And so it's a step. So Ochi of Bestoon, <laughs> beloved character, who only appears in flashbacks in that movie, mm-hmm. but has a lot of plot relevance. Um, she holds the knife up, and I'm like, okay, so we've missed some points. <laughs> we've missed some elements here. <laughs> For this to work, Ochi had to stand at this exact spot yes. on this hill, stand there with the knife like this, and then draw in the outline. Yeah, yeah. And then he had to sit there bits out and the whittle knife. the knife yes. down. yes. It's like, all right, yeah, this works at this exact spot. Mm-hmm. And then he had to hope that whoever had the knife next stood at this spot for mm-hmm. this thing to line up. Yeah. Because it doesn't work anywhere else. It's only going to work right there. Mm-hmm. And he, like, writes on the um, the knife in, like, Sith runes. Mm-hmm. He's like, Delta 0-9-4, fifth planet in the Endor system, only this blade tells, or something like that. And I'm like, bro, would it not have been easier... To just write, Emperor's Throne Room, left door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, because he could have just written that on the knife. Instead of him, at, like, and so Ray, by sheer fucking coincidence, seemingly, happens <laughs> to stand at the exact spot where he shaped this knife. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's in that throne room, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so this movie has that exact yes, has same that exact moment same where, they, where they they shipwreck on the uh, yeah. the beach and they look up and it's like yeah. carved into the side of the yeah. mountain. There's the this exact like same the symbol, symbol that's on her ripped they, page they go in from the mountain, wizard book. And they are assailed immediately by a massive spider. Okay. Spider's really scary. The spider's a like, little this freaky. Is a, this is a this is a like rated G movie yeah. for kids. That spider, hundred percent, would have given me nightmares. Ryan, do you remember when we watched um, um, the Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure yes. together? I do. Um, it was a great time. The this, what? This has tremendous energy of at the end when Chukatrak is fighting <laughs> the big like monster, the Gorax. The Gorax. Yes, sir. Um, this is tremendous energy that because it just Absolutely. like emerges, yeah. And Simbens are trying to figure out how to fight it, mm-hmm. and some and she holds a piece of wood down, and he slashes his well, blade well, down. She, uh, Sinbad hears, so Serena throws a rock and it hits the spider, and Sinbad goes, "Oh, it sounds like it's made of wood." <laughs> the spider? The spider? Yes. Is made of wood? Yes. It's a. It, and then Sinbad goes, "Let's destroy this uh, big lump of driftwood." And so he cuts off one of the spider's legs, right? Which is leaking yes. juices and stuff, but supposedly is made of wood. And Serena grabs that. Um, <laughs> he slashes his knight sword down and creates a spark, and it lights the thing on fire. Mm-hmm. And she's like, back, back. And the spark, it's like Shelob in Lord of the Rings when they <laughs> hold a little vial of um, well, the Lendir. What's very it. interesting is when the spider dies, the control room opens in the head and you see a small little alien <laughs> on the verge of death. And he says, on Orion's belt, belt, and then dies. So that doesn't happen, but something oddly similar. Men in Black 2, way better movie than this. this. Movie. <laughs> And um, yeah, so they burn the wooden spider. Yeah, they burn the wooden spider, and then they light the web on fire. Yes, and the web just like because they're standing on web. Yeah, they don't get stuck on it, but they're standing on web. No. You know, the ground opens. The next, yeah. the next zone has been unlocked. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. They beat and the like, boss. We can't escape. What do we do? He's like jump, and so they jump off the down the hall. And they land in the water. Yes, there's a bunch of little fishies there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly this big manta ray goes. And comes towards them and opens mouth, and Look. it's so funny. The mouth is so derpy. Yes, it's, it's like so goofy looking, and it sucks them up with all the fish. Yeah, and then it turns out it's not a manta ray; it's a fucking metallic ship. It's a sub the whole time. Whoa. And at this point, I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> where's this movie going? Yeah, because it's like it's like futuristic looking. There's yeah. like little claws it looks like that Atlantis, sort of the Lost Empire. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like the fish creatures from Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Yeah. I got um, pretty hype at this point. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, oh shit, are, shit, are going they going to Atlantis? <laughs> um, Atlantis the Lost Empire, a movie that opens with a guy being like, you idiot, you've doomed us all, and then not explaining how one of those guys started <laughs> the cataclysmic event. <laughs> Never get into that. Um, besides the point. But um, so they get, they're in this um, this manta ray ship. Stuart looks upset right now. He looks distressed. Stuart, this is the best part of the movie. Uh, There's us, a manta ray ship. I want us to be done. <laughs> it's future technology. I'm, I'm having. Did we all finish our wines? Yeah. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> I am distraught. And so the ship is like end this pain yeah. and so like the ship like inside the water starts draining and there's like these clamp things that yeah. are uh, separating the fish yeah and then it sails into a larger undersea structure 
Um, and it releases the fish into little tubes. Yeah, they, col- then, they collect the catch, yes. as Sinbad said. They're collecting the catch of the day. And Sinbad and Surya run out, and they see, like, multiple different paths. And they see down the main one, three, like, kind of hulking creatures, or, like, spinally creatures walking towards Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I wrote down aliens. I and, did, like, too. I was like, like, oh, my <laughs> God. Is this a bunch of fucking aliens? <laughs> Because the little the little like bridge they're walking over has all these like holes in it like it nothing yeah. makes sense yeah so good and then they're like we're gonna run from these creatures and so they go down like another path with a bunch of holes in it which the creatures could have a hundred percent seen them but they don't somehow mm-hmm. and so they run across it and they go through like a little hole in the wall and they come across like a jellyfish farm or a mushroom farm yeah they're looks, mushrooms that look like jellyfish it looks like jellyfish but they call them mushrooms yes. a number of times yes. And so they do the dory thing, and they bounce across the mushrooms. Sinbad says, hmm, this couldn't get any weirder. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have to get to the center where supposedly the cure will be found for the, the curse that Baraka has placed on the king. <laughs> and um, Are we done yet? They fall, and they come across a bunch of fish people. Yes. They're like... And so the fish people like kind of gather them up and they bring them. And Sinbad goes, I guess I was wrong. It has gotten weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, at this point, this kind of has tremendous way of water vibes. Mm. I was like, not only is the first mocap, but this is kind of like Avatar the way of water. <laughs> James Cameron watched this movie. It was just, yeah. When they find like jerking off to it. I don't know. They're like the, uh, the waters, the way of water connects all things from life to death, from darkness to light. So I just want to say, because I, I wrote this note in big print and underlined it a bunch of times. The fish boy voice yeah. is amazing oh and God. sounds exactly like that SpongeBob episode where he needs water in Sandy's yeah. home. He's <laughs> so, like, welcome. Sandy, I need you no. come here. The first line is they meet like the, the Top fish guy in his little beard. Top he, fish guy. The top fish yeah. man. And he's got a beard. And he's like, why have you come? <laughs> <laughs> why like, have you come? <laughs> he sounds really distressed. <laughs> it's really I'm like, bro, get in some water right now. <laughs> he's like, uh, my dad was cursed by this guy named Baraka. Baraka, I know him. He's my, my brother. brother. <laughs> He's my You're brother. like, wait a second. He's a fish guy. <laughs> I love how he knows him immediately. Who, it's like, oh, uh, uh, my dad was cursed. My brother. Who, uh, evidently, Baraka had to have cursed the whoever the mummified dude was. Yeah. When he was a fish guy. Mm-hmm. So where's the other guy that is now in Baraka's fish body, but not Baraka? Yes. Where is he? Who is he? So, like, cl- there were only six people in the castle. So, uh, you know. So, clearly, Baraka has cursed his, has used magic to turn his fish body to look like a human body. And then has transformed, has taken his personality and put it into the king, and the king's personality into his human body with, that's been transmorphed from the fish body. Yes. That's how this works, clearly. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. Many people are saying it's tremendous. Everyone knows this. The fish bodies, the the beautiful, the fish bodies are moving into the real body. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, they they meet this guy. Oh, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can give you the cure. <laughs> Time is short. He like just gives them a vial. He's like, this will fix the problem. <gasps> yeah, he shows him shows him the the shipwreck museum yeah. of how he learned. Yeah, about I learned humanity. about human Oh, I learned English. Even though they're in like Baghdad, so English wouldn't be the language. Whatever. The it's very funny. Yeah. Um, they find they find like a a painting of the the king and his wife, and she's like, "So this is how you learn about my family." Yeah. Um. And he's like, "Your time is running out. Go." <laughs> and like, he, they clearly have like ships, but instead he's just like he points at a mushroom that's, that's already taking off. Yeah. <laughs> and cement's running. This music starts going. It sounds like Kingdom Hearts music, like from the action scenes. Mm-hmm. This is Halo 3 final mission. We have to take the Warthog off of the exploding yeah, planet. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a vehicle mission. And yeah. a Barbiter <laughs> just like shooting all the flood on the back. Um, oh my God. And you're like, um, so they make it to the mushroom and they clasp on and they like hang on to the bottom of this mushroom for a substantial amount of time. Yeah, they, they grab the tentacles, which I assumed would have been a bad call because I thought they were jellyfish. Yeah. But it was fine. They're actually mushrooms. And then we get like a montage of the mushroom just like flying across the sky. And I'm like, they're oh. holding on for a long time. There's there's an E.T. moment where it like crosses yeah, it the, the moon. With <laughs> them like dangling on the bottom. <laughs> for seven days. <laughs> I mean, exactly as long as it took the rest of the crew to row back. Yeah, so. imagine holding on to the bottom of a mushroom for that long. <laughs> My hands are getting numb and yeah. bad. Like eventually you would have fallen asleep and let go and fall into your death. Yeah. But we cut back to the kingdom. They where couldn't the, have climbed on top of the cap. The executions of um the of the king in Baraka's body and Calico Jack are scheduled. Yeah, because they're going to kill Calico Jack too. Yeah, for some reason. Mm. Um, and so the king's like, do, do not kill this man. He's innocent. And Baraka's like, fine, you will watch him die. <laughs> this is your first. Yeah. And so the they're getting they're, the execution method here is you're put on a metal platform, and then they just release the platform when you fall. Yeah, nothing elegant about this. They just drop you on some rocks and then you fall in the ocean. I thought it was very funny that the reason the execution has been postponed up till this point is because the little dropping mechanism hasn't it's, been used in a while. Yeah, so oh, they had yeah. to fix it. They do establish that so there's some funny. technical problems with the, the dropping <laughs> mechanism. Like you could just throw the guys off the throw cliff. You could just throw them off. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if you need it's all so this engineering for the fucking machine. <laughs> it's like just a little thing. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, but right before the execution is about to happen, the mushroom just appears <laughs> and flies in Simbad's trying to jump off. And they jump off this mushroom like ah, and Simbad's like sword fighting with the dudes. Best fight scene ensues. And then um, Serena like gets the thing and she slashes it onto the false king yeah the the potion that yeah. the fish boy gave her and the king's like oh and um he the body in you know previously they just swapped souls but now the bodies transform yeah yeah he becomes the baraka. O- old baraka yeah. so there's two of them for a moment yeah and then he becomes the fish guy yeah and he turns into the fish guy and baraka turns into the real king yeah and then he becomes the fish guy and immediately falls 
Oh, yeah. He just falls off the edge. Yeah, he's like, ah. Oh! And it's funny because the animation from <laughs> Fong is like just still. He's like, T-poses He's T-poses straight it's down. So good. But like, he's a fish guy, so won't he survive? Well, he falls on the rocks first. Yeah, it's it Nemo implied going, that he's slammed into the rocks. Yeah, we never see it. Nemo's like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the end of Baraka. Yeah. And they're all together, and the king's like, Oh, my daughter, Simbad, you've saved the day. And everyone applauds. Mark Mark Hamill gets his one line that's like, Oh, my king, I for, please forgive me. And, he, and the king goes, Next time, use, use your, your ears, ears alongside your eyes. Yes. As like, that's the, that's the moral the that's lesson. The lesson the is like, when people switch bodies, their voices may not change. <laughs> <Yeah>. So pay attention. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I'm filing that away in the back mm-hmm. of the brain. And you think that th- he just let the guard off scot-free, but what you don't see in later in the movie is the guard actually gets executed, but not before seeing his entire family murdered. Mm-hmm. Because the king is not but vengeful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but what really, what they really see is the rest of the crew yeah. oh coming over the horizon. You know that character from Game of Thrones, Gendry, how like he, mm-hmm. at, in season three, he like rode off one night. Yeah. And then we just didn't see him again until season seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like that guy. <laughs> oh, thought you'd still be rowing. Yeah. And then they they smash cut to the new ship. They like rebuilt Sinbad's ship. Yeah. Now it's called the the Treasure Keeper instead of the Treasure Seeker. Because he he got his treasure got his and treasure. it was his wife. It's, it's her. And they go on many adventures together. Yeah. And then the movie Calico just ends. Jack tells us it's this. so it the ending of this movie is so abrupt. It's like yeah. they they you know succeed with the king situation and then. Boom, the next shot is of the new um, pirate ship in a wide, and then boom, credits, done. That's it. It's crazy. <laughs> this movie, insane. I do believe this might be the worst movie we've ever covered on the show. Yeah. It might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I, it's it's in contention for that. It's definitely the worst we've covered on this show. I would say that pretty, pretty firmly. Lower than White Man's Burden. White Man's Burden at least had a good performance from Harry Belafonte. Lower than, I don't know. We've covered some really bad movies. Yeah. But worse than Battlefield Earth. Yes. So much worse than Battlefield Earth. Worse than. Battlefield Earth had, I was destroyed by the Cyclones. Take my knowledge. <laughs> I'm going to force feed it into your yeah. eyes, into your brain. Okay. So, um, this movie comes out. It gets theatrically released. Oh, can you imagine um, seeing this on a theater in like on the big screen? I would have walked screen? out. I would have walked <laughs> like, out. Okay, so that's really when Jeff mentioned that they showed Brendan Fraser's name twice in the front. I think it was to keep people from walking out of the theater. You know, like like the the, the filmmakers are like, "No, really." Brendan Fraser's in this. Middle of the movie, just cut to <laughs> Brendan Fraser credit yeah. to remind them that that's the voice they're listening to. Oh, man. So this movie has um budget of thirty million. Budget of thirty million dollars. Yeah. It makes twenty nine thousand. Those are losses of twenty nine point nine um nine eight million dollars wow. on this movie. Wow. Twenty nine thousand. That's I mean, 
That's a that's a loss of almost a hundred percent, right? Yeah, almost a hundred percent. That's like like mathematically, you might as well have just burned thirty thousand dollars. I am um, <laughs> I'm reading reviews of this movie. This movie has three reviews in Rotten Tomatoes. All of them are negative. Um, and seemingly, no one has seen this movie. Understandably so. It made twenty nine thousand dollars. Clearly, no one saw it. There's one review on Letterboxd said the bit in the middle where they just gave up animating their mouths is my favorite part. It's so good. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there is one scene in the prison where um, Calico Jack is talking to the, the fake uh, or the, the real king in the Baraka Baraka's body. costume. Yeah. Um, and they fully animate Jack. Fully animate. They move Jack's mouth through the animation wow. and it's so like it just comes out of nowhere and i'm like hey they decided to animate the mouth for this scene and then never again <laughs> you're like hell yeah i just made note of it i was like that's so funny that they would for this, know, this one scene this scene they gave the animators like a couple extra days <laughs> or whatever. a few dollars oh i think this is the worst movie i've ever seen in my life because <laughs> just like talking about this movie has brought me a um, lot of pain this and anguish has fun fish people though um, so it is worthy of acknowledging the theatrical release of this movie was only in Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago. Oh, so it was released here? Yeah, we if could we have were seen here man. in, the year, in the year 2000. We could have watched this movie somewhere. In theaters for Academy eligibility in New York and LA. What was the studio that made it? Um, Something Pentafor software. software. Re-release it. <laughs> it was released by Phaedra Cinema. Re-release it. Bring it back to theaters. Bring it back. Bring it back. Maybe we can do what they did to Morbius with this, where Morbius was a flop, and then people online were like, bring it back, bring it back, and they re-released it in a thousand theaters, and it flopped again, and no one saw it. I I, I think we can make that happen. And there was a, a change.org that was like, no, we were all sleeping that time. Bring Morbius back again. <laughs> a third time. See how many times they can bring Morbius to trick Sony into re-releasing Morbius and losing more millions. That's the best. Well, I wonder if it's possible to procure a Simbad Beyond the Veil of Mists 35mm roll. Because oh that my. would have been in film pro like projection. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's looking it up. Of Mists 35mm. Stuart, if I can procure a um, a projection quality format of this, what if we hosted a screening of this movie? I'm getting drunk and high off my ass. <laughs> It'll be th I'll, I'll get more drunk than I will get at your wedding. Oh my goodness! I will be vomiting in the seats. <laughs> I will be shitting myself. <laughs> shitting yourself. I will be shitting and vomiting at the same time. I'm gonna put the APB out on this. See if we can find something. Yeah, if we can get a if we can get a thirty five print. Well, even if you can get like a Blu ray, you can connect that in theaters and still screen it. I mean, hey, I you can buy the VHS on Amazon. I'm looking for DVDs. I found a DVD. I can get it for seven ninety nine. Buy it. Buy it. I'm gonna give it some. I'm gonna think about it before I do this. There's there's more than one quality. Um. All the reviews are like, I use this for research purposes. I did not enjoy this movie for its um, ability as the first mocap movie. Me too. I think that's all I can say about this movie. <laughs> it's a flop. It doesn't do anything for Fraser. Can we? Can we just yeah, say? Yeah, we can talk. Can we? 
So how how did we uh, how did we like the the motion capture? You know, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of times where Sinbad runs around and his hands are like bent behind yeah. his back, like he's a little like, chicken. Running. You know, <laughs> yeah. He's like, they did like really heighten. I it seems like the actors did not do the mocap for this. I okay. So here's here's what I was thinking because I I am interested to hear that it actually was mocap because mm. while I was watching it I was like maybe yeah because like this this I mean like you said it was the first movie I was yeah. like this was pretty early for motion capture yeah I would be very interested to know how much of that motion capture data was actually used yeah because I mean they don't move very much like for mm. the running like maybe yeah but like it it's so it's it's so clearly like the, these animators were so must have been so rushed, had yeah. no time, no money. Oh, 100%. You know, I, I, I am almost like, did they just like take the motion capture and be like, yeah, we'll use like which direction their head is turning mm-hmm. and then we'll just make them, you know, do the rest. Because it, it's so, ooh. We'll do a thing. I don't, I don't believe, it's really, really bad. Yeah. It's terrible. This movie looks like, there's no more to say about it. Yeah. It's an atrocity. I'm going to close my notes book because I have nothing else in there. It needs to be burned. Burn it! Sorry. Um, Brian, do you have any final thoughts on this movie? I I can't think of anything else to say. I... It makes a lot of sense to hear that it was made by a software company. Yes. And written by a software engineer. Yes. I think the... Honestly, the quality of the voice work was surprisingly okay. Mm-hmm. I think the voices sounded fine. Yeah, they were fine. It was fine. It was mostly like it was pr- fine. It was just it was so ugly that I like everything else was like it was fine. They hired a bunch of professional voice actors, and for the most part, they worked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I how man, where did the thirty million go? Yeah, I want to know. Really, really, where did the money go? It probably all went into figuring out the technology, and then once they, then they they didn't quite figure it out. Yeah, that's what I say. I was like, is it all R and D? And then on the day, they're like, ah, Eh. we'll just shoot, guys. We didn't figure it out. Damn it! You know how much money we got left? Thirty thousand. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Let's make this movie. Fraser's popping off. The worst thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm. And I've I've seen some pretty offensive movies. Right. I've seen all three Human Centipede movies. Yeah. Oh, rough. This is worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fish guys were the the good part in the movie. They I was so, I was so excited. Anytime the fish people were talking, even Baraka, I thought was pretty funny yeah. with "I am seafood." That <laughs> I, I laughed out loud in a couple of parts where it was I just am so bizarre. Sea. I am the sea. <laughs> Let an old man look up at the sky with, with hope. hope. Very funny. <laughs> All right. 100 souls. Three days. Three days. <laughs> Here, I just got a text I got to show you after we cut. All right. Um, Let's close out, Jeff. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sinbad <laughs> Beyond the Velvet. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Brian. Walking through this with us. Um. So glad that I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian, one day we'll get you in for a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have covered Killing Season, 
Gotti and Sinbad Beyond Velvet. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've come out for some real bankers. <laughs> come out struggling. Um, this is not the last animated movie we're going to cover on with Bron- uh, with Fraser. Um, it's worthy of note. Um, but they do not get better than this. Really. Um, we ne- we will have to cover Escape from Planet Earth and The Nut Job. Oh, The Nut Job. I feel like <laughs> that's no, a great movie. I feel like no animation. <laughs> every single animation I see from now on is going to be like groundbreaking for me because I'll yeah. have like a bottom level. Bottom level of um, Sinbad. Sinbad. It's like, oh, this looks terrible. Meanwhile, I'm like, that's actually pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I, okay, I've never animated anything in my life. I'm pretty sure I could make something better that looks this. like Veil of Mist today. Like yeah. if I just pull up, you know, something Microsoft Paint. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I could do this. Incredible. All right. Well, thank you again, Brian, for joining us. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Pop to our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Find uh, us on Twitter at TravoltingPod. Email us, TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. You can find me, me on Instagram. Um, And you can oh, find me. my Instagram on Delizioso8. Thanks. Thank you as always to Rebecca Johnson for a graphic design. It's Gardner for our social media. And my own announcement for our theme music. Have a great week. See you next week for Bedazzled with William Angelico. Yeah, I'll see you next week for Bedazzled. Bye. Bye.